rugby field to the rotary shed, it's the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. It's business time. It's business time. Morning, Phil O'Reilly. We haven't caught up for a while. Morning, Phil. Morning, BK. How are you doing? Look, I'm good. Hope you're well. Yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm back uh, back in the country. We're going well. Back, back to us. Excellent. Right, let's get stuck into it, shall we? The government's uh, recently announced uh, what they say is a loosening of controls over immigration. Is that good news or not? Well, it would be if it was true. Uh, it's not, <laughs> regrettably. Uh, so the government's it's a classic little political sleight of hand here. This is a government that's basically one of the most anti-immigration governments I can remember, and, and some of your listeners may think that's a good idea, but the reality is the fact that your cafe's not opening properly, your restaurants mm. not opening properly, the, the hotels aren't opening properly for those for those tourists who are coming back to New Zealand. That's that's what happens when you don't have migrants, and, and lots of countries around the world are facing this problem. I've just in uh, the UK and Europe, they're all facing the same problems as as we are, but the government, uh, under a lot of pressure from the business community and others, have said, oh, we're loosening it up. But, well, actually, they're not. What they're doing is is reforming what's called the point system. If you get some points, you get to come in to New Zealand. But actually, once you get here, it's very uncertain whether you can stay. And uh, and the challenge is, of course, once you once you get here, you can go to Australia, and Australia offers a much, much better system for these kinds of migrants than New Zealand does. So uh, add to that, of course, the fact that uh, immigration officials are, are incapable of processing immigration requests right now you can reply all you like but uh, the, the officials won't get to processing you for, for months and months and months if at all oh. so this is a this is a classic political furphy bk this is the government saying they're going to do something in fact they're not and i can confidently predict that uh, unless further changes are made we will not have uh, significant new migrants across the border and last year we faced a net migration outflow we had less people in the country than we did a year ago and that this is at a time when our economy should be going forward and ahead, and it's, it's going to hold us back. It's, it's one of the biggest tragedies in politics I can see right now. Wow, that's amazing. All right, let's touch on the second item today. China's hit the news again with the continuation of its current leader. They're, they're one of our largest trading partners. What impact will that have on our exporters? Yeah, this is a, this is a bit of sort of insight from my, my recent trip into Europe and uh, been coming back via Vietnam, Hanoi, uh, uh, an interesting part of the world, of course, that you know, Southeast Asia. And what you're seeing is the re-election of President Xi for another five years and beyond. Uh, you know, he's, he's basically president for life now, mm. and and uh, very much a drive forward for uh, you know Marxism and communism in, in China, and and that's probably unlikely to be good for the Chinese business community and wealth creators over time. But the, the reaction to all of that, and in particular, add to that uh, Russia's uh, war in Ukraine, the invasion of Ukraine, and of course the fact that China hasn't spoken out very loudly about that means that Europe and the U.S. now are starting to say, actually, we don't like China anymore. We, we, we're not sure we want to trade with these guys in the same way that we did before. We don't think that China is going to become any more democratic uh, as it gets wealthier. Uh, and as a result, you're seeing already uh, America starting to put pretty big trade sanctions on them around things like microprocessors and so on. And coming back from Europe, I can assure you the European Union is lucky to start doing the same sort of thing now. What does all that mean for us? Well, the challenge we've got is it's one of our largest trading partners, and you can now see the US and Europe saying to New Zealand, well, why aren't you doing the same as we are? Why aren't you being being tough with these guys? Because Australia is as well, of course. So this point that we've got that we need to sell to China is at real risk for us. Uh, not at real risk. It's, it's going to be much more of a challenge for us over the next few years to try and justify why we're doing business with China in the way that we are. 
because increasingly we may start to look out of step with some of our key allies in that regard. And of course, then you get to Southeast Asia and everybody's now going to start piling into Southeast Asia. Certainly the Europeans are going to do that because that's an alternative to China. Now, that's a good thing for their growth, but it means more competition for us in Southeast Asia. So the point I'm making to, to people listening today is, is, is it's, it's unstable times right now in terms of who we sell to and our supply chains and how we go about doing business. And what's the answer to that? Well, business people need to get out get out there as I am, get out there and look to markets and, and meet new people and um, think about uh, resilience in their supply chains and think about new markets because the old, the same old, same old is unlikely to be workable uh, in five years' time. So, you know, quite challenging times ahead, I think, for our international trade. That's an interesting one. You're almost stuck between a rock and a hard place in a way in New Zealand, aren't they? Well, precisely. And for, for years and years, we didn't want to make a choice, BK. We said, look, we, yeah. love, we love the Americans, we love the Chinese. Well, uh, and we love the Europeans, we love everyone. Can you just buy our milk, please? You know, and, and of course, that's and the challenge with that is it's it's getting harder and harder to run that line because everybody else is saying, well, we now don't like China, so why are you mm. selling to them? You know, it's a, it becomes quite a challenge for us. I don't think we're going to get stopped from selling to China by any means, but it's more, you know, it starts to become a little harder to just carry on as we were. We, we need to rethink what we mean when we say we want to be friends with everyone. What do you mean by that? You know, uh, how does it play out? So j- challenging times is my point. Absolutely. Hey, a recent survey suggested employees are working from home and not taking holidays in order to save cash during tough times. What can employers do about this? Yeah, this is a really interesting thing. This this is um, this was a survey that caught my eye a few days ago where this is a classic of what happens when times get tough. Employees don't take holidays. Uh, and that, the reason for that is they can bank the leave. Uh, and the leave price goes up, of course, because you know your, your accrued leave goes up as your wages go up over time. And eventually, when you leave the job and get paid out, you get paid out you know, a nice, nice amount of money, more than you might have got if you went on holiday. Ooh. And as well as that, of course, people are staying at home to work because it's cheaper to stay at home. They don't have to take the transport costs and buy their lunch and the coffee in the cafe and all the rest. So this is a, you'll see a bit more of this trend. And I think employers need to, need to really think about how to get on top of this. For example, you can talk to your employees about taking leave. In fact, you can require them after a period of time. You need to talk to your advisors about how to do that. But you can actually require employees to take leave. Uh, with, with requisite notice and so on. You, and, but the point is employers shouldn't let this get on top of them. They should get on top of it. And now is the very time to be talking to workers about things like taking holidays, what's the plan, about making sure that they get time off to spend time with their family because one of the main reasons you take holidays, of course, is to de-stress and de, de, you know, de-tune and, uh, and have a good time and uh, make sure your mental health's okay. Uh, and then, of course, working from home can, can be good, of course, for some businesses, but also can be bad because you do need to spend a bit of time at the office, and that's what we're finding out in the world. This, this kind of sometimes at work, sometimes at home, actually probably works best in a post-COVID environment. So that's a really important time right now. That survey says to me employers need to be talking to their employees to say, what are we going to do about all this, guys? Because mm-hmm. if it keeps on drifting, there'll be a bunch of cost for employers and a bunch of very stressed employees who aren't taking enough leave and who might not be getting respite from... Uh, the kids or whatever is going on at home in their home life and not getting into the office and, and uh, being as productive as they might be. So it's just, a, it, once again, it's a little flag to raise up the pole for business people listening in to say, now's the time to be talking to your employees. If you're seeing those kinds of trends, don't let it get on top of you. Very, very good point indeed. Hey, Phil, always good good to uh, chat, mate. You have a good week. Thanks, BK.
Cheers, mate. Phil O'Reilly, Managing Director of Iron Duke Partners and former Chief Executive of Business New Zealand. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.